On this week's show, we're going to talk about Comfort Advisor Social Styles, Part 1. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to share a quick message from one of our Epic 2020 presenters. Epic 2020 is going to be a fantastic event, so be sure you get signed up ASAP because, as usual, it's going to sell out. Go to epic2020event.com and get registered now. Hey, how's it going, gang? Jim Knight here. I'm going to be one of your speakers at Epic 2020 on Friday, October 2nd in Las Vegas. And I'm absolutely thrilled that I get a chance to spend some time with you and talk about how to amp up a company's culture. In fact, my session is called Culture That Rocks. Now, during our time together, I plan to share as many best practices and out-of-the-box thinking as I possibly can to help you create customer obsession perpetuate your brand, but also solidify some sustainable results. Seriously, why would you want to miss out on all that? Now, my content and uh, my delivery style is probably a bit different than what you're used to, but I think it's going to resonate with you. Listen, contractors, even if you're not a fan of differentiation and thought-provoking ideas, I still hope you come with an open mind and hear what all the buzz is about. Trust me, edutainment will be served. Join me October 2nd in Vegas for Epic 2020. We'll rock out together. Cheers. Now this week we're going to continue a new series on sales with Gary Ellix. Uh, this week will mark the fifth show in the series, so if you're a member and you haven't watched them all, go back and get caught up. Let's join Gary now as we dive into selling different clients with different social styles. Hi, welcome back to EGI Contractor University. I'm Gary Ellix, and today's topic is going to be retail sales, and we're going to talk about social styles. Specifically, we're going to talk about how to flex and learn how to adapt your style to match the client's style. The year salespeople talk all the time about being a chameleon. Part of that idea of being a chameleon is, is that you want to mirror the styles of the people that you're actually talking to. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that you have to be exactly like them. What it does mean is that you have to understand who they are, you have to understand what their buying signals are, what their buying patterns are. And what we need to do is we need to try to match our philosophy, our approach, our presentation, specifically our presentation in this case, to who and what the client's uh, purpose and, and their style is. So understanding social styles is paramount in the sense that if I don't understand that uh, and I behave in a particular way and I have a certain level of success, I'll assume that that pattern is going to continue and then I run into somebody else that has a different social style and maybe I don't get along with that person quite as well as the last person and so I don't make that transaction occur. So both for comfort advisors and selling technicians and frankly anybody that's in sales, our primary discussion is how do I identify what that social style is? How do I mirror that social style without uh, that being contrived? Uh, it needs to be natural. It needs to come across as uh, a friendly, uh, relaxed uh, type of personality and style. Uh, and what we're trying to do is create the likability factor, meaning that uh, likability plus credibility is equal to trust. So for us, creating likability means being relaxed, being more like that individual so we can get along, and then that allows us to have a conversation. And so when we sell, we're looking to have a conversation with the client. 
that conversation goes better when we're more relaxed and when we're like each other. So take a look at the next slide. One of the things that we want to be concerned about is our ability to flex. And so flex is all about you as an individual recognizing where you are on the social style matrix and understanding that flexing means we move towards the customer rather than asking the customer to move towards us. So I am an expressive expressive. That's my social style. So for me, as we get into the discussion and I discuss the quadrants, what you'll see is, is that my job is to adjust to the other individual. So the quadrant that's the farthest away from me is an analytical. So for me to adjust to an analytical, I have to be able to flex and I have to be able to move my style, which is to slow down, uh, maybe less hand gestures, less voice intonation, not quite as direct eye contact. Uh, analyticals may not appreciate that, makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, the idea of touching somebody, uh, the handshake, uh, you know, uh, putting your hand on somebody's back, those types of things to show affection, respect, and appreciation from an expressive's point of view. The amiable might like that. The driver definitely will not like that. And the analytical probably won't like that. So each of the social styles would require a different version or adaptation, what we call flex. So with that in mind, I've got some basic principles that I want to get out in front of the comfort advisors that are watching this material to understand First of all, how we deal with the nature of uh, DNA, uh, which is you know, my personality wired in versus my, the idea that I had an environment. I grew up on a farm. I grew up you know, sort of picking rocks out of the dirt, uh, planting tomatoes, you know, grooming trees, picking bugs off of uh, hedges. And so you know, it was a different kind of a style. So growing up, that environment shapes you. And that's different than somebody who grew up in New York City who might have grown up in Manhattan. So let's take a look at the next slide. What we have is a combination, all right? Social styles are all about, hey, what are the DNA? What's the DNA? So, I mean, I've got that DNA. And then what is the nurture? Your parents, your school systems, your family, your church, your community, uh, people that you have in your circle. We talk about the circle of influence. There's five people in your life that you really have as part of your main network, and you're going to be more like them than less like them. You pick up those habits and traits. So. Nurture is what you learn and how you work together with people as far as your ability to adapt. So nature is what you brought to the party with your DNA. Your height, uh, you know, your hairline, in my case, my lack of hairline, whatever you have in terms of your DNA. And that, that translates to personality as well. So even your voice, uh, you know, your eye color, all those types of things are all stuff that you bring with you. The nature and the nurture together creates who you are. You are the sum total of your thoughts up to this particular point. So what we know historically, research from that standpoint, if we break this down into the Briggs-Myers platform, and it's important to note that there's lots of different platforms out there. Uh, Disc Profile is one. Uh, Briggs-Myers is probably the more common version. There's lots of different ones out there. Colby Index A is another one. There are basically four major social styles. And so uh, Connie Podesta spoke at the last uh, conference for Epic. And Connie talked about circles and squares and triangles and rectangles. And so she categorized these four styles uh, relative to being able to teach kids and to teach people. You know, basically, a circle is somebody that's an expressive. That's me. I'm a circle. Uh, so salespeople, in a lot of cases, are circles. So the four major profiles that exist in Briggs-Myers are expressive, 
driver, amiable, and analytical. Now, they share some commonalities, but they also have some differences. And so our job as salespeople is to understand, internalize, and interpret those differences so that anytime we have an opportunity to work with somebody, whether that's somebody who's just like us or somebody that's not like us at all, we understand how to actually bend or adapt or flex our social styles. So the discussion here is there's no right or wrong. Bullet point three, there absolutely is no right or wrong issue. The only question is, where do you exist on that continuum? So as we talk about that and I show you the next slide, um, you'll see the quadrants. There's basically 7 billion people on the planet, give or take a few. So really there are 7 billion different personalities, if you think about that, just based on the nurture component. So there, what we know for sure is that the four quadrants contain you know, roughly you know, one and a half to two billion per quadrant because there's an equal distribution of personalities. But then nurture takes over. And so we're trained through our families, our communities, our school systems, and the people that we hang around and socialize with. We pick up some of those characteristics and habits. So that makes us all different. It makes us all unique. It doesn't make us better. It doesn't make it right or wrong. But it does mean that we have to understand the four basic quadrants so that we can recognize that when in selling, here's the real issue. If you take this conversation right here and you take the credibility book and you look at this discussion right here, this is our detailed specification for how we're gonna do an install. Well, somebody like me doesn't really care about something that's this detailed. This is literally a 15 page document that lays out the fact that we're gonna put the furnace up on you know, bricks, we're gonna isolate it with vibration controls, we're gonna sound deaden the plenum, we're gonna do all kinds of interesting things that make a lot of sense from the standpoint of making it practical from the environment it works in, that's the air handler or the furnace. But I don't care about that, I'm an expressive. I just care whether I like you, I care whether I trust you, I'm gonna get a feeling whether or not I wanna do business with you, now, my father, who is an engineer and an analytical, he cares about this. So what I want you to take away from this discussion is we've talked about having a credibility manual and a presentation book. You need to understand that this social styles conversation is you prepare for all four social styles inside of this technology right here. There's an iPad that goes with this. And what I want you to do is I want you to understand that you gotta be prepared for the analytical, you've gotta be prepared for the expressive, you gotta be prepared for the amiable, and you've gotta be prepared for the driver. That material acknowledges the idea that there are four different social styles, and we don't care who we're gonna run into, we have answers in our credibility material for each one of those social styles. So I want you to understand that the purpose of the credibility book isn't just to say, well, here's a presentation and this is what we're gonna do. Yes, we may do some of that. But the answer really is based in the idea that if Gary needs a certain level of uh, affection or appreciation, that's going to come from you to me. If uh, Gary's dad needs a certain level of information, details, comparisons, charts that are going to take an optimum and compare it to a value, what are the differences, what's the price breakdown, what kind of benefits do I get, that's also in that discussion as well. So your presentation system needs to acknowledge that there are in fact four different personalities, four different social styles, 
and that it needs to be organized so that you can deal with any of them no matter who you see. Now, if you go back to that slide, I want you to understand the last two bullet points that flexing is about your awareness. So I know I'm an expressive expressive. I've been tested at least three times through industrial psychologists uh, and frankly through Briggs Myers and through Colby and a bunch of others, uh, you know, independently at different seminars and stuff where you go to it with your teams. Uh, where we do social styles for all of our teams, how to get along better as a group, as a management team. So all of that represents the idea that awareness means I need to be aware of how to get along with other people that aren't like me. A level of maturity exists that says that, yeah, I understand who I am, I'm self-aware, but I also need to recognize who these people are and I need to bend and flex to help them be successful. In sales, if you're a comfort advisor, your job is to recognize that you might have a husband and wife or a significant other or a spouse or just a couple of any type that are sitting in front of you. They could be different. Your job is to recognize both of them, where you are on the continuum, where they are, and make sure that you're able to talk to them, communicate with them. Remember, communication is about an understanding where we have a mutually agreed upon understanding. We need to make sure that both parties that could be different yet different than me as well. So we have three different social styles working that my job is to work with them. And that's what awareness is about. And so that last bullet point is what we talked about earlier, that the discussions on the presentation manual, you need to make sure that you have all four social styles covered in your presentation system. If you don't have the level of detail and you don't have a specification and you don't have comparisons between the products and services, you may find that the analyticals or the people that are looking for a little more detail will be more challenging for you to sell to because you're probably in sales for a reason. You're most likely an amiable or an expressive because we are just better at expressing and communicating ideas. That's one of the, that's one of the DNA things that we bring to the party. But most of the time we hire people like that. That's why we hire those people as salespeople. Well, but you're gonna run into people that are architects and engineers and they may be analytical by nature. Their DNA is different, so you need to learn how to adapt and present and make sure that you understand your job is to flex. Now, let's take a look at the next slide. I'm going to introduce a concept here. Most of you, uh, if we look at the skill sets in sales, and I'm going to break this down into the seven uh, areas, and so uh, it's not on the slide, but you can certainly write them down if you haven't checked into the individual video. Uh, propriety connecting and encouraging. Those are the top three skills. Propriety is professionalism. Connecting is social styles, what we're talking about right now. That's specific to this slide. Encouraging is also an interpersonal skill where I'm making you feel really good about your ability to be successful, and I'm encouraging you, and I'm making you feel encouraged as a client, potentially, because I have a game plan. I'm the best company in the marketplace. I have warranties, guarantees. I have all these things that make me uh, that mitigate your risk and make me more trustworthy as a business. So that being said, the second skill set there is connecting. So again, propriety, connecting, encouraging, those are the social skills. Then the fourth is questioning, the fifth is checking and confirming, those two go together. Number six is providing solutions, the solutions are in the credibility material plus obviously your investment agreement. And number seven is closing the deal and developing the prospect and you know, basically creating referrals and so forth. So we're going to deal with number two. This chart right here is number two. Basically, out of those seven skills, number two, you have at the top level, you have awareness. How aware am I of who I am and what I'm good at? On the left-hand side, at least my left-hand side, you're looking at your skill levels. 
competency or incompetency? Am I good at something or not good at something? So that skill that we're talking about is the ability to flex. This is very specific, right, what we're talking about right now. Your social style, if you're Gary Ellix, is an expressive expressive. How good am I at the ability to adapt is the question. So the left-hand top box is what we would consider to be the blissfully unaware box. I have no idea that I'm an expressive. I never knew what social styles meant or what they are. And I really don't know how to adapt. I'm just talented. I'm going through the process. And so I'm unaware of it. And so it doesn't bother me because I really don't know why I'm successful and I don't know why I'm unsuccessful. Sometimes I sell some jobs. Sometimes I don't. So when I got out of school, I was basically you know, an expressive. I was an athlete. And so they hired me. And they said, yeah, you're going to go into sales. This is going to be a good career for you. I had no idea about the professionalism that it took to be a, a professional sales consultant, nor did I understand social styles. Clearly, I understood that I got along with some people and other people I didn't care for that much. And some of those people probably didn't care for me as well. So why I didn't care about, I didn't know. I was young, pretty immature, just didn't understand what was going on. Then people said, well, hey, you're going to run into some people on the East Coast that are running distributorships that are presidents, that are in their 50s, maybe even 60s, very successful people. They're very skilled, and they're going to they're gonna challenge you and take advantage of you. So we need to train you. So they tested me, and I was an expressive expressive. And they said, well, you know, you're going to run into analyticals. You're going to run into some engineers. You're going to run into people that are specifying jobs, commercial equipment, et cetera. And you're going to need to be able to get along with those people. And they're going to want data. They're going to want details. They're going to want analytics. They're going to want information. They're going to want you to be able to talk about the specifications. And so you got to be good at that. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. So it's really my first realization that I was going to be doing business with a lot of people that had different skills than I had. So if you look at this box, they were people down at the bottom right, which are the conscious competence. They understood their product and service. They understood where they were, their station in life. They understood personalities. And here I am, blissfully unaware, on the top left. Now, if you move to the right, the, where you're aware of the deficiency, but you don't have the skill, once I was tested and given insight that I'm going to have to be able to do these things, but I do not possess the skill set, that makes me George Costanza. That makes me fully aware of the fact that I'm incompetent, and I'm starting to get nervous going, I got to go call on Howard Rose or John Reinicki at Sid Harvey's uh, or, you know, uh, William E. Kingswell, and I've got to talk to architects and engineers and specify through-the-wall products and commercial, and i got to help design the HVAC system, and I don't really know how to do that. So that's going to be a problem. So that's the George Costanza moment. You go, hmm. So you got a choice. As a salesperson, you have to move yourself down into the box of conscious competent. And so if you look at the lower left quadrant there where it says competency, where it says, I am unconscious and competent, that's a talent box. So that's a, that's a talent that's raw, that has an understanding that they have talent, they know they're good at it, but they don't know why they're good at it, they don't know the process, they don't have technique. Maybe they're really good at baseball, maybe they're really good at basketball, but they don't, they don't play in the frame or the context of the team. And so you have to create the ability to say, Unconscious competent moves over to a conscious competent. How do I create technique? How do I create process that allows me to identify how to present 
to an analytical that isn't like me. So if you're talking about talking to an engineer, how does Gary learn to talk to an engineer? How does that happen? And the answer is on the next slide. This is really what the social styles are about. It's an awareness of what the social styles are, what the criteria are that make up, for example, the analytical, what the criteria are that make up the amiable, what the criteria that make up the driver, and obviously the criteria that make the expressive. So the cool part about this is if you're sitting in this spot right here and you're looking at a potential analytical that exists in this quadrant right here, and you are an expressive like me and you are down here, there's a long distance between those two social styles. And so the question becomes, well, what makes an analytical an analytical? And then if you have a business partner that's a driver expressive here, you're similar to the driver expressive in some ways, but you're not similar in other ways, meaning that this particular quadrant right here has the same tele-assertive approach, we're able to communicate, and we're able to talk about our ideas, and we're able to tell people how we feel and express ourselves, but we may not be able to understand how the other people feel. These folks over here are ask-assertive, and the ask-assertive personality is not interested in being told what to do. They're interested in you know, understanding and so for the amiables, they're interested in feeling and affection. And if you look at the analyticals, they're very task-oriented. So me telling an analytical what the tasks are and how we're going to accomplish the result is precisely how you get along with an analytical. You ask them, would, you, would it be OK? So we earn the right to advance the sales process. And then we say, yeah, of course. And then we can say, well, here is the project plan. Here's how we would detail the go forward. Here's how we're going to design the system. Or if you're looking at retail sales, the presentation system, this particular person right here, the driver, we're going to want to be short, quick, to the point, accurate. Once they make a decision, we want to quit talking and get out of their way. We want to get to the investment agreement, close the transaction. Now, as usual, that's some awesome content from Gary right there. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for a 30-day free trial by clicking join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process, and you need the whole thing to make it all work. We have a lot more content from Gary on sales, including reviewing the in-home survey, presenting options to homeowners, uh, investment agreements, load calculations, and much, much more. So sign up for a free trial today and try it out for yourself absolutely free. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Stay tuned next week, and we're going to dive into Comfort Advisor Social Styles, Part 2. Till then, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.